We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. Welcome in everyone to this week's episode of Pack a Day podcast. Um, I realize I start this week's, even though it's a daily thing. Welcome to this Sunday's episode of uh, Pack a Day podcast. Again, just like last week, Nick is busy making excuses. Um, I have a theory that he's arrested and in jail. So that's why he can't do it. But he is out this week. Uh, so you're stuck with Gage and myself again. Uh, I know last week we looked at five things the Packers need to improve going into next season. Uh, this week, we're going to go ahead and look at some players that are potentially on the the bubble. Uh, players that you could see getting cut either uh, before this before June 1st, post June 1st, whatever, uh, Gage and I are going to bring up some players, give our opinion on that, and uh, see if uh, they'll be on the roster come next season. So uh, I'm excited to go over that this offseason. I know we got to deal with Aaron Rodgers' drama, but it's going to be a fun offseason just to see how we prepare ourselves for hopefully a Super Bowl run in 2023. Uh, but who knows? We'll we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But uh, Gage, how's everything going with you today, sir? Uh, doing well. Glad to be back talking Packers again. Um, we're in the wonderful part of the year where we don't have a ton of information about the team. And due to the fact that Aaron Rodgers has not made his decision on what he's going to do next year, it makes it even more difficult to come up with the topic. And then looking at the roster made 
today's topic that we ended up on become even more difficult than we expected. Yeah. So that's going to be fun. a little, little trickier. It's definitely going to be more of a, in my opinion, a restructure off season than a release off season. Uh, but again, we are very dumb compared to the people running the Packers. So who knows what they're going to do? Uh, they'll, they'll work some voodoo magic, but we need to get Nick back because you don't like hosting. I absolutely hate hosting and we need Nick back to just be the, the consistent host of the show. So we're going to have to figure out a plan, whether it's like threaten his family or something to get him back doing these shows. Uh, so, if you, you know, I wouldn't mind having Nick back just because that gives me another person to like unload all of the, like if I'm get, I don't want to be the bad guy that day. I can just make somebody else. Be Nick the is guy. always the bad guy. He's grumpy as hell lately. This last well, season. I mean, in fairness, this last season, I was pretty, pretty darn grumpy as well. Like I didn't exactly love the season that we were working with there. So I kind of get where Nick's at. Plus, <laughs> He doesn't have as much sleep. He again, hey, I have two children. I I can I will not let him have that childhood excuse. Yeah, but how young is your youngest kid? One and a half. But he is a yeah, menace. His youngest kid is less than six months. I wish it was that. They just lay there and don't do anything. My one and a half year old. If I don't wash like, watch him, he's on a counter or with scissors kids, in his man. hand. I don't I don't know how this works. I don't I don't have any kids. All right. All I know is they supposedly don't sleep much. Okay. It's literally it's a kids are like a weird thing of like the best thing to happen to you and the worst thing to happen to you all in one, but you only focus on the positive. So you forget about the sleepless nights and the potentially killing themselves. Every moment you look away. All right. Well, now that we got that dark moment out of the way, let's go. Well, no, I mean like they just have no sense of like safety. Like they think scissors are like a toy. They, they scare the crap out of you. I mean, they're not wrong. It's not a great toy. But like, <laughs> but it could be a toy. It could be. They That's a good fun. point. Yeah, I should stop taking them from them. I should start handing them scissors. Honestly, there you go. Now you're getting it. <laughs> Have fun, Winston. Let's see how this ends. Uh, let's go ahead and jump right in before I get CPS called on me. Uh, the first one we wanted to hit super fast. Uh, I know if you were on Twitter at all yesterday, being Friday because we we're recording on a Saturday, uh, you saw some fun, <laughs> fun drama with. Uh, Tyler Herrick and uh, Aaron Jones. In Tyler's defense, he did not write the article. He just posted it. Uh, but three reasons to move on from Aaron Jones. Uh, he is a fan favorite. I love Aaron Jones. I want to see him on the Packers next year. But there is a reality of he does have a $20 million cap hit. The Packers can save $10 million by releasing him. Going into that super quickly, I think Gage and I are on the same page. With uh, Personally, I don't believe that's going to happen. I think they're going to restructure his contract, lower that cap hit of $20 million. My main reason being he is the Packers offense. It's not, it is not the Aaron Rodgers show anymore. In my opinion, it's the Aaron Jones show. The Packers offense goes as Aaron Jones goes. Uh, what's your opinion on that Gage? Do you think uh, he is a release or do you think he'll be uh, on the team next year? No, I expect him to be on the team next year. Uh, I know that when I saw that post go up and then I saw the, very quick uh, wildfire reactions to it. I was like, well, good thing I'm not that guy. So that's fine. <laughs> um, yeah. No, when I, and then as we were prepping for the show this today, I was sitting here and I was looking through the, oh, I was looking through overthecap.com, which if you guys don't use that and you want more contract stuff, go do that. Go do that. It's not a sponsor or anything. I just think they do a very good job of keeping detailed, updated stuff. Uh, and so I was looking through there and I was like, okay, I don't want to cut Aaron Jones because I don't want to be the guy that just got absolutely torched on Twitter by Aaron Jones. But looking through it, he was one of the ones where you can cut him and then save a good amount of money. So 
not terrible, but I don't, I agree with you. I don't think that they cut him. Uh, I think that as you said, as the offense goes is how, or as he goes is how the offense goes. And I believe that to be the truth. And and also if I throw in the fact that AJ Dillon had a bit of a down year, I think that he would agree with that just as much as like, I'm like, I'm not calling him out. I'm not saying anything. I think he had a bit of a down year. I think he would agree with that. I don't know if that was this usage. I don't know. I don't know what happened. All I know is I felt like he had a bit of a down year and I think he would agree with that statement. So I think that combining those two things, keeping Aaron Jones makes way more sense than letting him go. Now, if that means you restructure him or whatever you have to do, I expect him to be back in green and gold next year. So a question I did not prep you for at all. Uh, We're going into Aaron, uh, AJ Dillon's last year of his contract. Uh, Aaron Jones going to be 30 at the end of next year. Is there a possibility that 2024 we have a completely brand new backfield for the Green Bay Packers? Yeah, no, I could see that happening. Um, it's just, it. I would be, honestly, I would be more surprised if it was completely new. I feel like this team doesn't like to just completely gut any one room unless they just absolutely have to. Uh, I feel like they try to like to do gradual overhauls and they like to bring guys along, especially now, Aaron Rodgers is a little longer in the tooth. We know that his end with Green Bay will come. You yep. don't know when, but it will come. And I think that that could be a big reason why throughout his career, they haven't really tried to just completely demolish any room in one offseason because I think that they know that with how he is with rookies and younger players, it's important to keep him, like keep guys that are veterans and have been around, keep them involved because they're just, they can be like, hey, what the hell does this hand signal mean? And he and the veteran can be like, all right, this is what this what these are what these signals mean. So I think it's possible that we see a completely overhauled overhauled room, but at the same time, I feel like we'll have at least one veteran still sticking around. Okay, yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Um, but to move on from Aaron Jones, like you already said, neither of us think he'll be cut. Uh, we don't. Neither of us want him to be cut. If they do, I there will be a part of me that understands because. That's $10 million you're saving, especially in a year where the cap's going to be an issue. They push a lot of things back. We just had a giant contract for a quarterback that may or may not be playing on the team this year. Uh, So they're in a little bit of a a cap circus that they're going to have to figure out. Uh, This next one uh, for me, I hate that he's on this list. Uh, He is, I said to Gage before the show, he is another Amari Rogers, in my opinion, to where I wanted Amari Rogers getting some more offensive snaps being actually involved in the passing game rather than just being sent out in the punt unit. Uh, This player does a hell of a job lead blocking. He, and I think we are not using him the correct way. I think he'd be much more valuable in the passing game. But first on our list is Josiah DeGuara. If the Packers end up cutting him before uh, June 1st, they will save $1.1 million dollars. I don't want them to cut him. Again, I could see them just because of the way that they use him. You can you can easily fill in a, a lead back, but I think they're just not – I don't think they're using him the way that Matt LaFleur envisioned when they used a third-round pick on him. So, yeah, I think, that's, I think that's fair. I just think it ultimately comes down to you – like I think that it's a, a cut out of necessity to him. Now, there is a world – where him coming back is not a, not completely out of the realm of possibility. And that is a world where Aaron Rodgers is not the quarterback anymore. Because I think if Rodgers is gone, I think Tunyon's gone. I think Mercedes Lewis is gone. Yep. And then I think you ha- you bring back, and then you keep Dwarah. 
you let the other two leave, and then that's when Deguara might actually get some offensive snaps. I agree with you. Josiah Deguara has done, has shown some flashes in in his couple first couple of seasons. He after like dealing with that injury uh, in his rookie season, he has played. He played 16 games last year, and he played 17 games this year. The only problem is like he just he doesn't get involved in the offense, and I know that that's just I don't know what the overwhelming reason for that is. That's just how it goes. Like he had 13 catches this year on 15 targets. He had 25 catches on 33 targets last year. And the big reason for his uptick in usage last year was because Bob Tunyon got hurt. Yeah. And I think Deguara could bring more in the offense and he just doesn't get the opportunities to do so. I'm not going to sit here and pretend to know why, because I don't, I think that he's like, I think that he's had, he's grown. He's gotten better as he's been there for three seasons. Now tight end is a position that normally takes a little bit to get used to. Uh, especially in an offense like this that asks your guys to do a lot more than just your standard tight end. This it, this isn't like he went to Kansas City and said, "Hey, I'm going to be a tight end and that just means I have to be a pass catcher." No, you got to block, you got to go in motion, you got to do you got to catch passes, you got to do a lot of you got to do a lot of different things so it takes a little bit to get used to. So, I don't think that Deguara is the best cut in terms of I think that he can bring something, but looking through the roster, you save a million dollars by letting by letting him go, uh, I think that if you bring Rodgers back, it gives you the chance to um, give him give Guara a fresh start somewhere else. Because I just feel like if you bring Rodgers back, you'll bring back Tunyon and Mercedes and just run it back again. And yeah. I think it's not fair to Guara to continue to keep him around in that situation. Yeah, and there is there they could easily use him. Before from the the Shanahan tree, they could easily use him like they use Kyle Juszczyk over in at uh, with the 49ers. But for some reason, we don't. And I, I think, like you said, it goes back to Rodgers has his guys in the tight end. He, I know he's more of an H or he's more of a fullback, plays a little bit of tight end, but Rodgers has his guys and he's just not not one of them. So if they do cut him, I think it will be beneficial to DeGuara. But if Jordan Love is the starting quarterback next year, fingers crossed on my end at least. Sorry if you don't agree with that. Um, I think he'll be more of a more involved in the offense than he has in the past. Uh, moving on to our next one, uh, we have Jonathan Garvin, edge rusher. He, if he is cut uh, before June first, the Packers will save one million dollars. I think this one's an easy one. Uh, Rashawn Gary probably will not start the year next year. Obviously, with the ACL injury he suffered against the Lions, but Preston Smith still under contract. He had a, he had a solid year last year. Uh, I know people complain that he seemed to disappear sometimes, but when you have Rashawn Gary on the other end go out and you're now the focused edge rusher, like it's going to happen. But you even mentioned Gage. How many sacks did he have after he had Gary was out? Of his, yeah, he had five and a half sacks after Rashawn Gary went out, which before Rashawn, like with Rashawn in the lineup, he only had, he had three and a half. Yep, three, he had three and a half sacks uh, before Gary got hurt. And then following the Gary injury, he had one and a half against Tennessee, a half against Philly, so there's two. And then he had two against the Rams, so there's four. And then he had one more against Miami. So he had a total of five sacks following the Rashawn Gary injury. Yeah. Yeah, there was a spurt in the middle of the year during their losing streak where he couldn't buy a sack. But down the stretch, he was getting sacks. He was getting pressures on the quarterback. And I think that you can't, and like with Gary starting slow, you're going to, like you can't, like Preston, I think is just going to be back. I think that he also played well enough to be back. So I agree. Yeah. So that makes sense for Garvin to go, especially with Kingsley. Uh, and Agbari. Thank you. Agnabare. 
I, that's like the first attempt I've done on that. Uh, showing that he's serviceable. Uh, I, I still right now in his rookie year, obviously he's going to grow and develop. Uh, next year, I don't want him as a number two. I think he'd be better off coming as a three. I also think the Packers are going to invest early in an edge rusher in the draft, whether it's the first first three rounds maybe, hopefully not in the third because you know that player will be accursed. Um, but I think they're going to invest in that position as well. So there's really no reason to keep Jonathan Garvin around, save that $1 million and move on. Uh, do you have any argument to keep him, Gage, or is it a pretty easy decision? Uh, it's a pretty easy decision for me. Uh, through three seasons and a total of 38 games played, he has one and a half sacks. Uh, 19 tackles. He's never played more than 38%. Uh, it, like this past year, he only played 38% was his high, and that was against Tennessee. And I think that that was, he just played a lot of blowout snaps at the end of the game. Uh, he just, he doesn't really bring much. I mean, he only had a total of, he had eight combined tackles this season. Yeah. Eight. Uh, and even on special teams, it's not like he's playing a ton. Like he played 43% of the snaps against Minnesota, and then he played 41% against the Jets, uh, and he had a couple of other 40 percenters in there against uh, Tampa and then Detroit at the end of the year. I just I don't see the reason to keeping him on because he's clearly not cracking the rotation as an edge rusher. You have Kingsley. You'll have Rashawn back. You can find, you can invest in another cheaper edge rusher in the draft, and I would rather put my eggs in those baskets than putting more into guys further back in like further down. I also think uh was the guy that they added later in the year as an edge rusher. Holland they had, I think is from the Rams. Yeah, so th- that that's another guy that I think you could bring him back as a rotational guy and then that gives you even more cuz I think he'll be cheap to bring back and then I think that gives you another reason to let Garvin go just I don't think it's going to be the right fit here. Yeah. Uh, this next one I'm gonna let you take because you mentioned him before. You had some stats that you wanted to share, but uh, Shamar Jean Charles, what's your thoughts on him? Yeah, so Shamar Jean Charles is ultimately for me just I think it's it's just not gonna work out. Uh, the the big because I remember during the offseason the big discussion was maybe you move Rasul Douglas to safety, and then and then that's how you get more guys on the field, or maybe you move Shamar Jean Charles to safety. Because that was the big thing all offseason was, who's your third safety going to be? Because third safety matters a lot in this defense, yada, yada. And they just they just never really did it. Uh, and then I went and I looked because I was curious about his, like I was curious about his activity. He played two snaps against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and he played one snap against the New England Patriots. He didn't play another defensive snap the entire season. He was only active for six games. Um, I like I don't know I can't remember off the top of my head if he was dealing with injuries or if he was just a game day scratch every week. But for two years, he has played in twenty games. He has a total of eleven uh, tackles. He has no pass breakups. He has no sacks, no forced fumbles, no fumble recoveries. Um, he just he hasn't really done anything. He's clearly not cracking the rotation. You have to imagine that next year, assuming Rasul Douglas is going to be back, which We'll talk about him a little bit more here in a minute, but assuming Rasul's back and Jair's back and Eric Stokes is back and healthy, there's your top three guys. We talked last week about how we think Keyshawn Nixon needs to be brought back. There's your fourth corner. Because Keyshawn mm-hmm. did show that he can be kind of a fourth corner, like can be your fourth corner. And then you also have guys like Corey Ballantyne. You have uh, Innis Gaines. There, there's just there's too many other guys 
that I don't think I just don't think Gene Charles is going to see the field. He he basically didn't see the field at all this year, and so I think it's just it's one of those where it's not going to work out. Uh, you save not a ton of money, but you save like eight hundred seventy nine k, which at the end of the day is it's not much. But I just think it's it's a roster spot that you're taking up that can be used on somebody else. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I uh, I'm 100 with you. I don't see the need. Like it, it doesn't save you a crazy amount of money. You save 800 thousand if you cut him. But still, at the end of the day, if he's not going to play, not going to service your team, save that 800 thousand, put it to better use. So I'm with you. Um, we tried with him. He was a late late draft pick anyway, so it's not like he's a bust or anything. Did his time. Let him try to see if he can stick somewhere else. Uh, this next one, I know Andy Herman mentioned this when he broke down how the Packers can go all in, uh, if Rogers comes back. Uh, but I don't even like talking about this position because when he's on the field, it's usually because he failed on offense or not. Usually it is because he failed on offense, but Pat O'Donnell, um, if we cut him before June 1st, we end up saving, uh, I believe it is 1.9 million. million. Yep. So 1.9 million, if we cut him. Uh, Herman mentioned too, I think there's some people that think maybe he was a little better than he was. He was a mediocre punter, but in Green Bay, a mediocre punter looks like the second coming of Christ. Uh, so do we want – that's the thing is – I said this before the show. Obviously, special teams is something we've invested in. We're saying bring Keyshawn Nixon back because he changes the game. With Pat O'Donnell, you would think you can replace him. But if you want a decent punter, if you're going to sign a veteran, you're probably going to have to pay him at least – that 1.9 million anyways to have have a solid punter back there. Do you risk it in the draft or undrafted free agents after that? I can't. I don't want them to draft a punter. I would hate that. We have too many other positions to to worry about. Um, that's the tricky thing is like if you do cut him and save that money, then what's your plan? Um, it was my understanding that I didn't have to have a plan. <laughs> that's fair. I mean, here's – like you can cut the punter. We talked about it a little bit beforehand. Like I think you can cut him. I think that there's probably 
punning free agents out there that you can go get at this but at the same time like it sounds really bad because punters matter as much yeah. as people want to say they don't they do matter they can make a difference like oh, yeah. uh there, like uh, there's just there's various guys that are available in free agency. Like J.K. Scott, he's available. I'd rather cut. My I'm totally off. messing with you. I'm totally <laughs> messing with you. It's just like I was looking at guys that are free agents. Tommy Townsend is a free agent this offseason. He's a restricted free agent, so he'll probably end up back with the Chiefs. But just a good punter can make a difference, and I think O'Donnell was at least serviceable. If you can look in the offseason and like you can look around at free agency, I I agree. Don't draft one. But if you can look around and you're like, hey. We can bring in this guy, and he doesn't have to be good. He's just got to be serviceable. That's that's all you need to do. I think that punters can be a little overrated at times. Like I think the whole like, oh, this guy's he, he's a game changer for you. If that's one of your game changers, you you got to get a better problems. roster. Yeah. yeah. Like now, if it's a kicker, kicker's a different story. Like Justin Tucker's a legitimate game changer because when he's on, he's just he's the best. That's how it works. But yeah. Yeah, I think that O'Donnell, I think you could upgrade from him, but I also I'm not gonna rush to try and drop him just so he can be like, okay, we got we got we got a good punter now. No, I'm not gonna rush and drop an, a serviceable punter when I could use the money, like the other the rest of the money on a better player to a different spot that matters a little bit more. That's the thing. If you're gonna get a serviceable punter, it's gonna be more than that one point nine million. So at the end of the day, do you wanna just keep the serviceable keep O'Donnell for that? Yeah, for two point three million, rather than cut him, save that one point nine, and then you're going to end up paying more anyway. So uh, that one's going to be a little bit tricky, seeing how they figure decide how to go about that. Um, I also like him because he's a cold weather punter. Yeah, that's fair because he played in Chicago all those years, and then he played in Green Bay now. So I like having a guy that can punt outside and not just like completely lose it. Like he played in Chicago for several years and then he came to green bay like so he's had nine years and he's only ever been a cold weather punter like obviously he punts in like domes and stuff but yeah his home games he's played in bad weather and outdoors so he's used to it versus yeah. a guy that like if you get a guy from say let's go well like we, well we got that uh boho blast last year uh or boho that we tri- yeah yeah so you get so you get a guy that play like yeah but well, Horquist was fine, but he wasn't an outdoor guy. Versus, like, yeah. let's say you get the Falcons punter. Falcons punter plays, obviously, he's in the south. He's in a dome. And yep. then you have Tampa Bay, which is outside, but it's nice weather. You have Carolina, normally nice weather. New Orleans in a dome. So he plays all these games. Like So that's eight games at home, plus a road game in a dome, plus two other normally nice weather outdoor games. So he's playing, like, two-thirds of his season in nice weather. Versus yeah. the O'Donnell's at least used to dealing with snow and cold and whatever. Yeah. No, that's fair. We'll see what they do. That's one where it's kind of either way they go. You can't really blame them. It's just a way for them to save $1.9 million if they have a decent backup plan. Uh, going to this next one, our last one on the list, which I think is the most interesting to me. Um, if So we're going to look at Razul Douglas a little bit. If, you, if they cut him before June 1st, uh, they end up saving – I believe it's three million. I kept scrolling up and down for this. Uh, yeah, four, they four say, million. They say four point two million, and then post June first, they save six million. Six. See, my thing is, if you have the plan, and you mentioned this already, to move him to safety in the kind of jumbleness they have at safety right now, keep him. Do not cut him. He is worth it. If you want to keep him at corner, and for some reason, when Stokes comes back, and you think, you know what, we tried this. La- it's Joe Barry. He's going to do this. It's Joe Barry. He's going to say, hey, we had Razul inside last year. Let's try that again. Even though it clearly he is not a slot corner, he will try it again. 
If you're going to do that, cut him, save the money, let him go somewhere else. But if you're going to move him to safety position that we need help at, that I think serves him better because he loves to stare at the quarterback. He's he, I think he'll be much better at safety than he is at corner. I think it's just, he, I think it'll be a, a step up for him. So if you're going to put him there, I think that's great. If you're going to put him back at slot corner, just cut him, let him go somewhere else and be an outside corner and try to make some money there. And at the same time, he's not bad at corner. Like he, like I think yeah. he's good out there. Like, especially when he's allowed to play aggressive unlike in yeah. the Joe Barry defense. Exactly. So that's the thing. If we switch coordinators and it's someone that's going to actually play to his strong suit, then he is a hundred percent worth the money. If we're going to have Joe Barry where he wants him to line up 10 yards off the line of scrimmage and he's not, he can't get his hands on him right away. There's no reason paying this man 7 million because you're not using him to the best of your ability. Yeah. So that's where I stand with, uh, Rasul. I think I agree with your safety take. Uh, we hadn't even talked about that when we were prepping for the show, but I, that's a spot. I, I don't hate the idea at all. Because Amos is a free agent. Uh, Darnell Savage is in the last year of his deal. And we saw that he's regressed a little bit. And getting Douglas at safety gives you the ability to get more talented guys on the field. Because I'm a big fan of play your best guys. Uh, and so if you got Rasul as a safety, you have Jair and Stokes as your two primary corners. And then Keyshawn Nixon or whoever else ends up being your nickel corner. Maybe Darnell Savage ends up being your nickel corner. You bring Amos Let's back. Hope. Like, yeah. let's say, okay, okay, real quick, and we'll get out of here. You put Savage in at the nickel, where he's allowed to just be kind of more of a frenetic energy type of guy. You have yep. Jair and Stokes as your two outside corners. You have Rasul as your free safety kind of ball hawk type of guy. And then you have Amos as your Swiss Army knife. Like, he's down in the box. He can do a little bit of everything for you. Tell me that that doesn't sound real good. But that's what everyone's... That's what everyone was asking for this year. That's like the frustrating part is we have to wait. Uh, if they do it this next season, so many fans, including myself, will be pissed off because this, this is ideas. Especially these are ideas that. Like if it, if it works. Yeah. We'll all these, so mad. If our dumbasses thought of it, like it should be so obvious to them. Like that's the thing that's, that's like extra frustrating. If we can come up with this idea and it's actually working at the NFL level, like Joe Barry, you should not ever get a job in another team because – it should have been right in front of your eyes that you should have did this. Yeah, no, but I agree like that. I was sitting there. I was like, wait a minute. Okay. If you put all these pieces in place and it works, because like there is a, there is a very legitimate world where we are in fact dumb and it doesn't work and that's fine. But what if it did? And then that's when we're all like, you wasted an entire season when you could have done this thing that we all thought of. Like, yeah. well, again, we're all dumb. That's fine. I'll concede that I, I'm not smart. Okay, whatever. But we all thought of an idea that worked, darn it. Yeah. And you said, I'm not doing it. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know, man. If that – I want it to happen. I wanted to, to just try it. But it, it all depends. If they bring Amos back next year, if they keep Savage in – or put Savage and keep him in the slot because I know at the end of the year last year he was kind of moving around a little bit more. Stepped up after he got benched. I give him that. So – I'm not as upset about him coming back next year. The seven million sucks, uh, and there's really no way to get out of that um, unless you trade him. But I, uh, I'm, I'm less bummed about him coming back because of the end of the season than I was like middle of the year because I think his level of play did improve. So yeah, I think that he definitely bounced back after uh, his midseason benching, and that's what you want to see. That's a, I think that's a veteran mindset, veteran move, uh, like. I think if you do that to like rookie Darnell Savage, I don't know if he bounces back that way. I think Savage, no. like, I think that he was like, okay, I need to step my game up and I know what I need to do. So 
I'm going to go ahead and uh, bounce back. And he played well down the stretch. I mean, could you ask for better? Sure. But I wasn't going to, like, I didn't think that he was ever the reason they were losing. So, yeah, no, I'm with you for sure. All right. We're going to go ahead and wrap this one up. I, we appreciate you guys listening. If you're still, for some reason, you stuck around. Thank you. If you didn't, honestly, don't blame you. Um, but we'll be back again next Sunday. Hopefully Nick will be back with us. If not, um, I'll start calling local prisons to see if he's in there. Cause honestly, I think there's a good chance. Uh, but as always go ahead, follow pack a day podcast on YouTube, follow them on Twitter, um, subscribe, like leave a nice review or leave a five star review and trash us. I don't care. As long as you let five star we're golden. Uh, but Gage, where can, uh, where can the folks find you? As always, you can find me on Twitter at GBridge for NFL. Uh, still covering the, uh, still doing rotoballer stuff generally uh, at the end of the week. And then for another uh, month and a couple of weeks, I'm covering the Denver Nuggets for Denver Stiffs. If you guys are not aware, the um, Vox Media people that run and own SB Nation elected to um, shut down basically the entire, uh, just basically every like website uh, that's under the SB Nation uh, banner other than the uh, teams that are in big markets. Uh, they shut down basically every major hockey site other than, again, big markets. So, uh, but yeah, so until the end of February, I'll be covering the Nuggets. And then after that, who knows what I'll be doing. But uh, Covering the Bucks. Work, all of my st- Probably not because they're not paying. <laughs> uh, but after that, all of my work will be all of my Twitter or like all of my links to all of my stuff that I'm doing wherever I may be doing at on my Twitter. Sweet. And you can follow me, Jimmy underscore C08 on Twitter. Also go ahead and shameless plug, follow Lombardi's Bar on Twitter at Lombardi's Bar. Uh, we have some interviews coming up this offseason. Kenny Clark, Joe Thomas, hopefully bringing back Romeo Dobbs. Uh, we had him at the beginning of the last season, hoping he'll come on again this offseason. So follow us there. Also doing some giveaways. Uh, we much appreciate it. So as always, we appreciate you listening and go Paco. ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need plus you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you call clickgranger.com or just stop by granger for the ones who get it done